CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 57. Today, we are talking about active recovery and rest. This is a topic we haven't really covered yet. Which shocks me. Why? Because I think it's important. I think we don't put enough emphasis on just like how important it is. Mm-hmm. But we're tackling it today, so yeah. let's get it. What's the difference between active recovery and rest? Active recovery is like low intensity cardio. So it's still exercise, but it's just low intensity. Um, and then obviously rest is like just literally not doing anything. Can you take like the cardio word out of there? Could like mobility be active yep. recovery? Yeah. So just like low intensity movement, really. And then rest is like? Sleeping rest. in. <laughs> Maybe sitting on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> Opting for a nap in the afternoon instead of going for a jog. So should we be doing more active recovery, more rest? How do we find the right balance for that? I think it's a very individual thing, but no matter what, I think it boils down to like, what is your daily routine like as it is? What is your exercise regimen like? So if you're somebody that works out, let's say like six out of seven days. And when I say workout, like, I mean, you're in here, you're either lifting weights, you're doing high intensity stuff, like you're doing more than just going for a walk around the block. Okay, gotcha. Versus maybe you're only in here a couple of days a week and so you hit your one or two, three super high intense or really tough workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no matter what, daily, we need some movement in our day. Whether it is literally just like going for a walk, maybe you spend 10 minutes stretching, you opt to go like obviously you're walking the dog if you got animals whatever it might be right like Mm -hmm. just some daily movement you know we sit all day at work you come home what's the next thing you do you grab supper you sit down on the couch and now the night has passed you by and you've done nothing but sit more on top of it and now it's time to go to bed to which you wake up tomorrow and repeat the process which is like most people that have a nine to five desk job Mm -hmm. you know so that daily movement so important. If you are one of those avid gym goers, like those six, five, six days a week, I'm going to take it on an assumption. You're already active in your daily life and you have that, you know, that um, low intensity movement in your day somewhere. It doesn't mean that on that sixth or seventh day, the appropriate thing for you to do is to go out there and go for a run for 45, 60 minutes, yeah. you know, which I think like, if you're one of those, that's already hardwired that you need five or six workouts a week, you're probably hardwired that, Oh, it's okay. I'm just running. Yeah. I've been there. And can we argue that those are probably the people who come to us saying I'm super active, but I'm not sleeping well, or I'm not losing those last 10 pounds, or I'm not seeing I'm the so results sore. that, or I'm so sore. I'm not seeing any results that I want to see. Yeah. yeah. And why, why is that? You're not giving your body a chance to rest, to recover. 
And that's you just not understanding the importance of stopping. Would you say that person needs rest more so than active recovery? Absolutely. I want them to not do active recovery things. And those people are hard to convince of that. Mm -hmm. Like taking your dog for a walk is, would far better serve you than taking your dog for a run. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just learning to slow down a little bit. Well, yeah. And the impact that it has on our nervous system and just recovery, inflammation, all of that stuff is huge. And I don't think people pay attention to that when they go to make those choices. Yeah. Which is too bad. I know. So like, oh, the scale is not changing. Well, maybe your body is just hanging on to some extra fluid because you're in a constant state of inflammation. Mm -hmm. You don't give yourself that chance to recover. Mm -hmm. You know, your body's like, what are you doing to me? I need to try and stop this. I'm so sore. Well, yeah. Like just give it a day in between or in the middle of your week. You know, you don't need to go Monday to Saturday and Sunday you go for a light, easy jog because you want to move. There's many different things that you can do that'd be far more productive. If you had a client come to you who is like a five, six time a week gym goer, and they were looking to add in some active recovery or rest, what would their, what would you kind of guide them to have their schedule look like? And I know it's different for everybody, but like just a generic, what would it look like? (laughs) Just put you on the spot. I would tell them like, so they would work out Monday to Wednesday. I tell them a Thursday would be your active recovery day. So that's where you can go do something low intensity movement, Mm -hmm. come work out Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday is complete rest. Like, and arguably, again, because generally if you're one of those hardwired people that you're doing five and six workouts a a week, arguably you don't even need that Thursday active recovery. You could do better with a a Thursday rest day. Mm -hmm. Like you're not a games athlete. You're not a high performance athlete. You know what I mean? Like those people need that because it specifically serves them for a very specific purpose. Mm -hmm. You're doing it because like i mean there's many reasons why you could be doing this but like yeah. when i think about myself when i get caught in that it's like i'm avoiding doing other things so i supplement with exercise because it makes me feel good you know but i'm avoiding doing other things mm-hmm. and that's just my personality yeah um can we go on a totally different tangent in terms of rest but what about those who are injured and have been told to rest Like don't do anything for two to three weeks. I hate this. I know you do. (laughs) So I'm asking. And that's just my background. I hate this. Honestly, and this is without, I don't want to get too far down into this rabbit hole, but I find that, and this is just a general statement. This doesn't apply to all. I just, I find that doctors don't necessarily understand the musculoskeletal system in a movement type of way versus the more specialty things that are their, their avenue. Um, depending on the injury, the degree of injury, et cetera, et cetera, some rest is appropriate. Absolutely. And especially in the beginning when it's in an acute phase, like, yeah, we want you to rest, give that your body a chance to do the healing things it needs to. But if you sprain your ankle and 
you know, the, that first like week has gone by, you've taken that time to, to get it out of the acute stage. Like you still have another leg and two arms. There are many things that you can be doing and that movement can actually serve a benefit for you to bring healthy nutrients to the area without actually using it. You know, and I always tell that then you add in the whole like psychological effect of going on removing yourself from this environment that's so positively serving you to complete rest and isolation from something that is psychologically benefiting for you. You know, that's a whole other animal. Like Mm -hmm. when you're injured, that's tough. You want to be doing the things that you were doing. So come in and I don't want to say settle for, but still work at working at 75%. You know, you still have three limbs. Mm -hmm. Even if you broke both legs, you still have two arms, you know, like there's always something. And that's what the coaches are for is to modify and scale that movement to make it work within the parameters that you can work within. Not asking you to go out here, balls blazing, but Mm -hmm. movement will help get that, that blood flowing through your system so that the healthy stuff is where it needs to be to better serve you. Because what is sitting on the couch doing? Yeah. That's actually like detract or retracting the progress you have made in every other area of your body or your body as a whole, just because you sprained your ankle, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, even like that routine thing, like I find that when people go black and white and take that two to three weeks rest and don't come to the gym, it is so much more difficult for them to get back into their gym routine just because their schedule has now changed. It's not a priority anymore. And then to reestablish that, like we all know how hard it is when we first start out. So now it's like starting all over again, right back to creating routine, which can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're super lucky to have JL at the gym um, and working with a lot of our clients when they need physiotherapy. And she encourages them to come when it's appropriate. And even us as coaches can go to her to ask, Hey, we're working with this client. What do you recommend or what should they or shouldn't be doing? How can we best help them while still following your guidelines that you have given to them? So I think that relationship with JL is super important. Absolutely. And we've done an episode with her in the past and like our partnership with her, mm-hmm. you know, her background and my background and how that jives and how we can make that work with, mm-hmm. with our clientele. Yeah, absolutely. She's, and the fact that like her mindset on the situation, how it gels with our yeah. mindset too, that's the most important thing. Yeah. It's helpful when it aligns. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you more of an active recovery or a rest person? Active recovery. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the people that we're talking about. You're that person? <laughs> Which doesn't make it right. And I think the other belief on it too is like, oh, if I go and do this other stuff, I'm going to be working on my fitness and I'm going to be more fit. But now that's just you not understanding overtraining, which is that could be an episode in and of itself too, mm-hmm. is that you're actually not making fitness gains because you're not giving your body a chance to recover properly. Do you utilize the data from your whoop to help you make those choices? Yeah. And how influencing is that? Or do you um, still kind of push the boundaries a little bit? No, because like if I know I'm having a red ring recovery day, I know that I will be better served by taking Tucker for a walk mm-hmm. twice a day. Maybe I, I walk in twice a day instead of coming in here to work out mm-hmm. or go for a run with him. Like I might normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I follow what my whoop tells me and I use my brain too. <laughs> but like if, if I am feeling good, even though it might say a red ring, I will, I'll run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but then it depends on like what else I've done in my week. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is my rest day, I'm going to opt for that sleep instead. I'm not going to work out in the evening like I might normally because I know that it'll take me longer to wind down to try and get to sleep. Mm-hmm. So in that sort of realm, I'm prioritizing my sleep, which would be a rest quality, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to like rest and recovery, and we also think like nutrition and mindset, are there other things that you like to include on, like to, that you like to ensure you do on rest and recovery days? Water and food and making the excellent food choices imperatively way more important on rest days Mm -hmm. and not just because like, Oh, I'm not working out. So I, I, um, you know, I shouldn't overeat or go for dinner or whatever, like have these extra calories because I'm not working out. Like that is not the mindset. You don't need to work out or you haven't earned this bad food because you've worked out. Right. That's not what it's about. It's like like, not restricting because you're not eating. Yeah. Or you're not working out. I'm resting today. So I'm going to give my body the proper foods to help give that inflammation fighting that I'm, I'm trying to do, you know, I'm going to drink as much water as I can, knowing that the water is basically the oil in my body, right? Like if I want things to move, if I want to be less sore, if I want to have more energy, sleep better, I know that I need to pummel as much water as I can through my system. So, and even when I was competing, that was such a big focus on rest days was making sure you exceeded your water intake. Mm-hmm. How would a member know if they need a rest or recovery day? Like what would be some things to watch for? Well, soreness is the most obvious way it presents itself, but other ways that maybe you don't attribute to being related to this would be like lethargic, you know, that afternoon crash where you just can't talk yourself out of it. You've got no energy in your workouts. Like maybe your abilities are diminishing, you know, maybe you're not able to lift like you used to. Um, just your mental tenacity in that workout. Like if you're just slugging along, you know, you'd better serve yourself to not work out in that day. Mm-hmm. Tiredness. Like if you can't make it through the evening cause you're falling asleep, sitting upright on the couch. And then too, like, are you sleeping through the night? Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. Lack of sleep or poor sleep quality. Yeah. And by poor sleep quality, like, are you waking up periodically throughout the night? Mm-hmm. Like, are you up and down? Are you just laying there staring at the ceiling? All that stuff, which ironically, you would think that if you were so overtrained or tired or whatever, that you would just automatically fall to, fall asleep and like have a really deep sleep, but it actually works the opposite way. And you said it in the beginning, like your nervous system. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's like your nervous system is running on a, on a red line and it doesn't know how to shut itself off because you're not stopping. And that's your automatic, your, like, yeah. it happens automatically without you even being aware of what, of what it's doing. So, you know, you're not in control of that part. You control what you do, which impacts your nervous system in that regard. And uh, like nervous system was not something that I paid a lot of attention to until I got my loop and really dove into what the numbers mean and then learned how to manipulate them and to better serve me. Mm-hmm. Would you say a dog walk is your favorite active recovery? Yeah. But I mean, it, and it's so like serving for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Like mindset, the mindfulness that goes along with that. I've now for the last nine weeks or so, I've tried not to take my AirPods with me. So that it's just me and the dog. And I try not to look at my phone. That's still a habit. That's like really hard to beat, but 
you know, that way it's just the silence. We spend so much time in here with all the loud music and you're yelling and you're always talking to somebody. And, you know, so there's lots of different mindful reasons that something like that is very serving, not only for me, but for him too. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. When I was training, I, I used to swim. There was days where I'd go swimming. <laughs> Wasn't very good at it. So I wouldn't say that it was like beneficial to my active mental recovery. State. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'll be more stressful. Yeah. Any other advice on active recovery or rest? I think just, I think it's hard for people to learn the awareness that is necessary for that, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and arguably, I think this kind of goes like two ways. And I said at the beginning, it's like the people that come five to six times, they're the ones that are the hardest to convince to stop. And the ones that come two to three times a week, they're almost harder to convince to like, start now including some of these more low intensity movement things within their week, you know? So it's, it's like a hard conversation for different reasons, but yet rest and recovery is like so important and there's just not enough focus on that part. I do like, and by no means is this the like correct way to do it, but our programming has one of those more, slower paced for quality light loads more like skill building but in like a like body weight type thing um movements once a week so that if those five six time a week people aren't doing their active recovery it's kind of built in like we force them into it kind of yeah like they don't have a choice like if you're gonna come five six times a week you're gonna end up doing this and it's gonna benefit you it might not be what you want to do but deep down it is what you need to be doing so I like that we have that little buffer in there for them but it would be nice if they were more proactive and themselves I think what's great about those workouts is it's a controlled intensity yeah where if I just left you on your own and said hey you're doing this every five minutes for five rounds Mm -hmm. like your type a personality might make you go through that as fast Mm -hmm. as you can and maybe use a green band instead of a blue band because you want to be challenged a little bit more and feel feel like you're doing something for sure (laughs) No, so, I think those have had huge benefits yeah, for, members, I agree. for ma- many different ways, but in this particular instance, for those people who are not taking that active recovery on their own. And I think one of the, the end result of including this active recovery and rest days into your week is that you'll experience less injury, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which we know that we break down like that sore shoulder of yours or that sore knee. Like if you're pounding the pavement two, three times a week as your active recovery, mm-hmm. and then you're coming in here five, six days a week and hitting it really, really hard and can't figure out why your knees hurt. Yeah. Like let's just settle down and give your body a chance to recover. So, I mean, ultimately in the long run, the bigger picture, I like to talk a lot about the bigger picture just it's so good because it's going to help decrease your chance of injuries which when we think about it quality of life is why we do this and why we're chasing this you know so cool what's your question for our listeners this week i want to know which end of the spectrum are you on if you're a two to three week two three timer or five to six timer and whether you would classify yourself as being hard to convince to either include some active recovery or stop some active recovery. I'm just asking you to take a hard look at yourself. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. Episode 57, active rest, recovery. Active recovery and rest. <laughs>
fast. Did it fast. fast. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, follow our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and you know how to reach out to us with your feedback from our episodes. Um, Send us an email at info at crossfitfunction.com or anywhere on our socials.